opposed to as opposed to being late like I was last time. Um, so we are live. Good morning. Um, we'll see if anybody jumps in. Hello, hello. Oh, we got some people on. Very good. Good morning. Good morning, Ronnie. Good morning, Brother Nate. Good morning, Roscoe. It is 9.30 a.m. Good morning and welcome to Sunday School at Akron Alliance Fellowship Church. Thanks for being here this morning. Uh, we have a, a full program here. want to make sure that we uh, get to everything uh, in a timely manner. Uh, but first, while we allow people to jump on with us, and uh, well, the music selection, the praise music selection is by uh, First Church Worship, and it's called New Thing. So we'll let this play. Uh, we allow people to jump on with us. Thanks for being here this morning. God bless you all. You're doing a new thing. Hey, Beth. Good morning. Hey Cindy, good morning. Good morning, Laura. Georgian. Morning, Angie. Morning, Ed Parkman. Hello, hello, hello. Morning, Eve's family. Good morning, Arlen. Amen. 
morning, Beverly. Beautiful song. I mean, that is a that's a real keeper. That's new thing by First Church Worship. I uh, just want to make sure that you're aware of that and uh, make a note of that song for future reference and come back to that one because that's a God has been doing a new thing now for a little while now. Um, good morning, Starxis. Thanks for being with us. We um, I ch- went back and checked. This is actually the 40th week. The 40th week that we have been broadcasting Sunday school 40th consecutive week uh, and uh, so that's a new thing for us doing it this way and uh, I want to point some things out uh, with the announcements that um, by all intents and purposes uh, we're going to be doing this for a little while the way we're doing it um, and we had kind of said that before but we're just making a reminder of that uh, because as of uh, this month um, you may have noticed that we are going to be pulling back and doing online uh, church and worship services for the entire month of January, just based upon the most recent uh, developments uh, with the state of Ohio and Summit County uh, and the city of Akron as far as stay-at-home orders and the uh, virus cases that have uh, seemed to have uh, not really gone down that much. Uh, they've, they've kind of stayed steady. But we want to make sure that we're doing everything we can to keep people out of harm's way when it comes to our church. So we are going to be doing this from home for another month. Um, and we're going to look, revisit going back to the church building in February. Uh, the original plan was us for to go back next week. Uh, we decided to postpone that until February, first Sunday in February, which looks like the 7th of February. So uh, please uh, stay with us. So with that in mind, I just want to make sure to mention to you that it's important for you to take uh, the idea of church very seriously because we're doing this online now. We did it for all of December and we did it for a portion of November as well too. And you need to have a regular routine now for church, which includes Sunday mornings, like what we're doing right now. And I'm going to invite you to make sure that you go back uh, when we're done with Sunday school this morning to go and uh, catch Pastor Gus's service, worship service message, which will be on uh, it actually will be uploaded officially at 9:45, but um, we want it is not a live message. It is a taped message, so you have to scroll through the timeline on the Akron Alliance page and look for his face um, uh, in a picture, and you'll see the message. The message he has prepared is, "It's not why, but who." I mention that to you because uh, church is. It's very important for us to have the discipline to make sure that we are following through with all aspects of the church, not just Sunday school, but also the message. It's time is being spent to prepare these messages, and we want to make sure that the proper views are getting in for those who can get online to see these messages. So that's what we need to make sure we're doing. Um, but he will be available uh, on the timeline here at the Akron Alliance Fellowship uh, Facebook page. Uh, and it'll be, it'll be available immediately after Sunday school this morning. So please make sure that you tune in and view that uh, as well, too. Um, we appreciate you doing that uh, because we want to make sure that if the, if the Holy Spirit is involved in the production of all of the things that are done here online and as well as what Gus is doing uh, as far as presenting messages, and we want to make sure that we are taking in the full measure of what the Spirit is providing for us for food, for wisdom, for knowledge, for edification. We, we want to do all those things. Uh, so please make sure that you tune in for that. If you are, yes, thank you. Um, and for those of us who are not able to be online, and there are a few members of our church who have not been able to find a way to get online, please reach out to those individuals and contact them and uh, spend some time with them. Uh, work with, you know, 
pray with them, uh, on time with them on the phone, uh, pray with them, do whatever is necessary just to make sure that they're doing okay. Uh, the, the risk that we have at a time like this, because we have been separated now for a little while, is that we don't want to lose track of anyone who really may need uh, that close-up and personal contact, and they just haven't been able to get it. So please remember those individuals and make, make a point to write down at least the name of a person or two to call and reach out to and speak to. Um, we've offered to, if someone wants to get online, uh, they can do so. We can provide uh, something like a tablet or something like that for them to do that. However, they have to have Wi-Fi, so it's one of those things where we have to you know, kind of take that for what it is. Um, please make a note of those things I just mentioned. I appreciate your doing so. Um, <clears throat> We want to make sure we're also um, uh, paying attention to our tithes and offerings because we are away. Uh, please remember to, if you are mailing your tithes or offerings to the church, the church address is Akron Alliance Fellowship, 688 Diagonal Road, Akron, Ohio, 44320. Uh, if you are available in the Akron area and you can drop off your uh, offering at the church through our drive through uh, offering box we please we recommend that you do so that it will be available today between the hours of 11:30 a.m. and 12:30 p.m. and that's today um, and we will ask that you do so um, to make sure that everything is being taken care of at the church we will be getting back there eventually but we want to make sure that everything is being taken care of that needs to be done and I also want to mention about Heather Abernathy she is uh, here in town she'll be leaving in a few days um, and if you are able to make a contribution toward Heather um, uh, today uh, for the, her ministry in Cambodia, uh, please make the check out to Akron Alliance Fellowship and put Heather uh, in the memo portion of the check and also include that in the offering box at church today um, because she is uh, raising support right now. I'm pretty sure that's what she's doing. That's why she's been here. So please make sure that since we weren't able to gather together, uh, that you remember Heather and put something in the offering box for her as well uh, today because I think she's leaving in about two or three days and we want to make sure that she gets what she needs before she takes off and heads back uh, to Cambodia. Okay, there was a lot covered there. I wanted to make sure I did that and make sure that uh, everyone was aware of what was going on and, and uh, we appreciate your prayers and your patience while we all navigate through this, this whole thing um, uh, about... Uh, having to be at home and going through church service. It does require a little bit of discipline to do this and make sure that everyone is paying attention to uh, what God is saying uh, in this time. Um, so we appreciate your cooperation and your understanding as we continue to be prayerful and also stay safe at the same time. I think we've turned the corner. I think we are moving forward to a place where uh, a lot of things are falling into place where for those who want to take the vaccine can do so. Uh, that's coming up very soon. Uh, but in the meantime, uh, let's just stay safe and stay prayerful. Amen. Uh, with that in mind, let's get to Sunday school. We have uh, <laughs> it's, it's, there's a lot there. It's in here today. Uh, and fortunately, we only have uh, nine verses, uh, which is uh, to cover uh, in Ephesians. Um, so by all means, uh, <laughs> we're going to pray. But uh, in the meantime, go ahead and turn your Bibles and electronic devices to Ephesians chapter 6. Uh, verses 1 through 9. We're going to cover those uh, uh, passages today. And when we, as we do so, um, let's go ahead and look to the Lord with a word of prayer. We're going to get started with Sunday School. Amen. Thanks for being here. Father, we just thank you for this time that you have set aside for us. <clears throat> Lord, we just thank you that we're able to meet. We thank you that we're able to get together here online. We are truly blessed to be able to have this opportunity just to sit quietly and hear you speak to us. We just thank you, Lord, and just give you all the praise for your ongoing love and compassion for us. And Lord, we know that it is important for us to gather together, but we also know that we need you and we need your word in our lives. And Lord, we are thankful that we have what we have right now, the ability to do what we're doing. And we just give you praise and thanks. Lord, bless us now as we listen to what you have to say to us through the power of the Holy Spirit. Not the words that I use, but your words. And we just want to give you all the praise and thanks in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. 
<clears throat> so uh, remember, again, after Sunday school, stay on the same timeline for the recorded message, the video message of Pastor Gus's sermon, so that we can really have a complete church service. That's what we want to try to con- convey and make sure that you're aware of here today. Um, okay. Ephesians chapter 6, verses 1 through 9. I'm going to read through the passages for you, and we will go back over them. And there's a lot of material here. It's only nine verses, but it is jam-packed with uh, good stuff to look at as good reminders uh, for all of us. And also try to convey some things here that are important to, uh, to make sure that there is the proper doctrine being used in conveying What's going on here? You'll know what I mean when I get into this a little bit more. So let's start with top at the top of verse 1. I'm reading for the New Living Translation. Uh, please follow along in your own version. Children, obey your parents because you long to belong to the Lord, for this is the right thing to do. Honor your father and mother. This is the first commandment with a promise. If you honor your father and mother, things will go well for you. And you will have a long life on the earth. Verse 4. Fathers, do not provoke your children to anger by the way you treat them. Rather, bring them up with the discipline and instruction that comes from the Lord. Slaves, obey your earthly masters with deep respect and fear. Serve them sincerely as you would serve Christ. Try to please them all the time, not just when they are watching you. As slaves of Christ, do the will of God with all your heart. Work with enthusiasm as though you are working for the Lord rather than for people. Remember that the Lord will reward each one of us for the good we do, whether we are slaves or free. Masters, treat your slaves in the same way. Don't threaten them. Remember, you both have the same master in heaven, and he has no favorites. Amen. Okay, that's Ephesians chapter 6, verses 1 through 9. So let's go back over this passage, and let's look at it. And feel free uh, to ask questions along the way if you have any, or uh, if after you watch this you have questions that come up. We do check the comments in the timeline to make sure that uh, we are answering any questions you may have about what's going on. So please keep that in mind. Um, we want to make this a complete uh, service so that we're, we're responsive to you as well, too, if you have questions or comments. Back to verse 1. Children, obey your parents because you belong to the Lord, for this is the right thing to do. Honor your father and mother. This is the com- first commandment with a promise. Now, we're still continuing in the theme of unity in Christ, which is what Ephesians is all about. A lot of the, the uh, book of Ephesians is about unity in the body of Christ, unity in Christ. And last week we mentioned how it was important for the church to have unity, for families to have unity, and we broke it down to husbands and wives um, having unity as well too because if there's disunity in any one of those areas, there's disunity in the body. And that includes in your own families, it includes in your own relationships between your, you and your spouse. And we had some really, really good conversation about that last week. But now we're getting down to children and parents. And this section is devoted to that area where we're looking at uh, what does it mean to obey your parents? Um, I think we, we need to understand what the words mean that, that are being expressed here. Well, first of all, um, just so that we are clear on what obedience is, there's a difference between obedience and obeying someone and honoring someone. Um, there is... Um, there are two things, two different meanings to that, but they still work together uh, for the common good, but I'll explain that. So first of all, to obey means to do as you're told. Um, That is what a young child is always supposed to do uh, when a parent is speaking to them. And honoring them means to respect them and to love the person. So it works both ways in the parent-child relationship. Uh, There should be obedience when it comes to the child listening to the adult or the elder, elder, elder parent, um, as far as making sure that they are doing what is good and right and true and staying out of trouble, listening to good advice uh, that parents impart. We know that as we've raised children, we sometimes our children take our advice, 
And sometimes our children uh, just kick it to the curb and they don't take our advice. And then from there they have to learn the reason why that uh, advice should have been taken in the first place. And that's just part of life. That's what growing up is all about. We've all done it. We've all done it to our own parents. We, we've listened to them and we haven't listened to them. And we've had to deal with the consequences behind that. And hopefully those consequences weren't severe uh, because we know that there are a lot of children who have just really not followed their parents' advice and gotten themselves into the deepest and worst kind of trouble. Um, and so we know that there is a consequence for doing not being obedient to your parents. The children, of course, are not commanded to disobey God in obeying their parents. They have to be obedient to God first and foremost. That's the most important thing here for us to see. Um, because it, because of the fact that they belong to the Lord, he's talking to the Ephesian church, they are to be obedient. Um, that, that's what they should be doing. Now, adult children, I'm just going further into the comments here, are not asked to be subservient to domineering parents. Adult children. There's a difference in the, in the child-adult relationship where as we grow up and look into our parents, we look at them a little bit differently than we did when we were much younger. We look at them as adults. And we should be treating them as adults as they want. we want to be treated as adults. Um, and we don't need to uh, acquiesce to parents uh, who are not doing what they should be doing when it comes to our, their relationship with us. It's all about developing relationships as we get older with our, our parents. Um, I, I confess that I did not have the best relationship with my mother and father when they were growing up, when I was growing up, and it hasn't since, since developed now where my dad and I have a great relationship. And a lot of that had to come with understanding uh, of uh, who he was as a person and uh, who I became and what I was all about. And we had to sort through some differences uh, that allowed us to have a relationship with each other. And now that my dad also has a saving knowledge of Jesus Christ, we have a great understanding. And we've talked uh, often, um, and, and we're going to keep in contact with each other to make sure everybody's uh, doing okay. But ultimately, we have to understand that our, the roles change as we get older, as they should change. Um, if we are a child and we're still under our parents' care, if we're, we don't have a job, if we're not doing anything, we... We have to listen to our parents. We, it is our responsibility to do those very things. Um, but we need to honor our parents for life. Um, that's the most important lesson to get out of all of this here, too. We may not agree with them. We may not like everything that they're doing. We, may not, we sometimes may have to walk away to avoid an argument. But we always honor our parents, and we honor them for what they have done. And as it turns out, there are many occasions where we as children – wind up having to take care of our parents and actually flips the level of responsibility and sometimes that can be very stressful um uh, i i know that uh, uh that can be very stressful for a number of people and we could have a separate sunday school lesson uh on this particular topic alone uh we can't spend too much time with that but if you're interested in, in discussing this more we can certainly do that um because uh, this could turn into a counseling session if, we, if we're not careful here to <laughs> make sure that we're moving forward with this thing. And I don't, mean to, I don't mean to make light of that because it's a very real issue. It really is. It's not anything to joke about. Uh, and I think we just kind of laugh about it because we, we know that sometimes, boy, you know, dealing with their mom and dad when they're, when they're acting up, uh, you really don't quite know what to make of it. But uh, that's something to take to the Lord and uh, give to him. Let's get back to the passage in Ephesians 6, uh, going back to verse 3. If you honor your father and mother, things will go well for you, and you will have a long life on the earth. That's a great uh, statement that's being made there. There is something that ties your honoring your parents to living a good long life. Um, that is what is being said here. I'm taking it uh, literally because that's what I think the emphasis is on. We need to pay attention to this as being a very important part of our lives, honoring your parents. And then verse 4, for fathers, don't, do not provoke your children to anger by the way you treat them. Rather, bring them up with the discipline and instruction that comes from the Lord. And we, we have a lot here in this first section of verses 1 through 4. Um, 
that we need to look at. Now, let's look at this thing about relationships, because this thing about uh, honoring your parents, uh, not doing anything that's going to uh, discourage the children, these are all about relationships. This is about relationship building, relationship growth. Um, and if you're truly looking to Jesus Christ to be the head of your household, the head of leadership in your household, then you're going to follow the way, follow him the way he would have you to follow him. And that's about making sure that you have respect for everyone and pay attention while you have reverence for him, have respect for others in your household. So your faith's going to play itself out in the household if you're following Christ. And he knows who we are to our deepest core. He knows exactly who we are as individuals. He knows um, all about us. Um, you know, there's a reason why they talk about at Christmas time about uh, you want to be good before uh, Christmas comes because Santa Claus knows everything about what you have done and what you're doing and knows when you're good, knows when you're bad, and you know all the, the fancy stuff. Now, that's not about saying Santa Claus is involved here, but there's a reason why that's being done is to convey the importance of everyone doing what's good when you're not, you know, in being looked at or in sight, and we're going to see that a little bit later on down in the passage. Jesus knows about all about what you're doing at all times, and you, you're going to be doing those things to make sure that you have a healthy relationship within your family, within your family, and making sure that you're doing what's right. That is the whole key in essence. If you're living for Christ, you do what's right for Christ. You follow His example. Um, Christ was very patient and was patient with a number of people that he interacted with, and he wants us to convey that same patience when we are interacting with other people. Um, children and parents have a responsibility for each other. Children should honor their parents, and this is even when the parents are demanding and unfair. And nobody wants to hear that, but you still want to honor them. Um, and parents should gently care for their children, even if the children are unpleasant and disobedient. Uh, mom and dad should not have to threaten to pull out the belt every time a child is disobedient, because that's not a very healthy relationship. It's dysfunctional. We have seen so much dysfunction in, well, maybe not in our own families, maybe we have, uh, but in other families, too, where there's just so much Tension, arguing, fighting, backbiting, sniping, um, sarcasm, all the things that are taking place in these relationships is not functional. It's dysfunctional. The parent-child relationship should be a healthy relationship. Christian parents and Christian children will always relate to each other if they're being thoughtful, if they're being considerate, and if they're loving. Um... Notice that dysfunctional families are missing love, missing honor. Those are the things that are missing in these relationships. That's what has to, we have to pay attention to those things to make sure that, frankly, the parent should put the child's interest above their own and children should think about their parents in the same way. Um, that takes maturity, that takes time, that takes teaching. And in, honestly, uh, as believers, it takes the Holy Spirit to impart this wisdom upon us to do those very things in our families. We have to submit to one another. And so if we submit to one another, if we are trusting in what uh, Christ is saying to us right now, we are trusting those people who have been before us and have seen things, have good advice for us, and we are to listen to them um, and make sure that we're taking those things into account listen to them that is the way you honor someone just listen uh you don't need to show someone that you know more than the other person um you that's not honoring anybody that's putting yourself first um these are all things that come up uh they're flashing in my mind right now when we're talking about family relationships and i and let me be clear about something i didn't have a bad uh relationship with my parents uh when i was growing up it wasn't bad at all it was it was uh, one of those things where we were well cared for, we were fed, we were well taken care of as a family. Uh, I think my parents were just very focused on uh, making sure they were doing everything to take, thing to take care of uh, us, my brother and I, as children. But only what it comes down to is that um, 
their responsibility is to, to provide for the household and the kids are there, and that's a huge responsibility. And I think sometimes what gets lost in all of that is the interpersonal interaction, conversation and communication with the children. Uh, it's not always a given that, you know, we were told in many ways what uh, children uh, keep quiet. Um, children should be seen and not heard. It was uh, a very common statement. Thank you. Uh, my bride uh, is my right-hand lady here who helps out with these things every now and then. But children should be seen and not heard was a very common statement. She heard it a lot. Uh, because, oh, because she heard it a lot. Yeah, see? Um, the more we get into this discussion, the more we're going to have uh, psychology. Uh, <laughs> as long as it's not psychotherapy. Um, I'm not a doctor. I, don't only, I only play one on TV. Uh, so I'm not here to help out with anything like that. But uh, we... We certainly can make ourselves available for counseling later if you need that, um, <laughs> just to deal with those things. See, if we're being honest, we, we've been told a lot of stuff when we were growing up that has been kind of ingrained in the minds of us. It's obviously there because we remember it, but we need to understand that um, we have to look at this from the standpoint of what Christ would have us to do to have this unity. Uh, if we are not doing that, then we're going to have missing pieces like we've had as we were growing up. Some pieces were missing. Some things were not being done uh, to help to uh, uh, make a child feel more comfortable or make a child feel more uh, worthy. Uh, and so those things, unfortunately, can be carried with the, the children into adulthood. A uh, very, very dangerous thing that can happen where a lot of those parts are missing. It's by the grace of God we're at where we're at right now. Amen? Uh, the grace of God has gotten us where we are today. We, ha we are here um, not in spite of him, but because of him we're here. Um, and we need to keep that in mind. So submitting to one another is really important in this parent-child relationship as we get older. And I trust that you know where I'm coming from with that. And I trust that you're not having any flashbacks or uh, any negative uh, thoughts about any of this because um, uh, and I'm not making light of it one bit. Uh, please understand that. That is something that uh, I've made my peace with my parents. Um, it took it took my adult life to do that um, and you, as you know I have my, my father is in Florida and he's doing great. Um, he's had some little things where he had to go to the hospital and check some things out and we'll uh, keep him in prayer for healing. You know, my mother is in assisted living with uh, Alzheimer's dementia. And there were some issues as we were growing up in dealing with that, that issue as well, too. Um, so we've made our, I've made my peace, and I believe my brother has done the same. Uh, because we had different impressions of how things were going when we were growing up. And uh, it looks like we both are of the same mind in this area now. And we are prayerfully, you know, considering that both our parents remain safe and healthy where they are. Uh, that's what's most important right now. Verse 3, we had covered about honoring our father and mother. It's going to go well with you, well for you, and you will have a long life on the earth. Um, understand that some societies do honor their elders. Um, we should be doing that for sure. Uh, we respect their wisdom. We, we defer to their authority. People who have lived longer typically have great knowledge. Uh, they can impart great wisdom uh, when you're asking someone for advice, which is part of our, our, our pact, making a pact with Jesus about praying, asking, uh, consulting with others as well, too, and trusting. Uh, when we consult with others, um, God puts people in our paths sometimes that have great wisdom and knowledge about things, and we need to listen to them. Uh, we need to understand that. Uh, we sometimes will get the information through prayer, no question, but sometimes we get the information through communication with other believers or other people who are of understanding of, of what is really important. People who have been down the road, down the path, that you don't want to go down. And so they will steer you away and take you in a different direction. That's important for us to see as people. Um, we need to pay attention. Uh, pay attention to how they live their lives. Pay attention to how they, where they derive their happiness from. Pay attention to them as far as what they see as far as living a life of comfort in Christ. Um, this is how we're supposed to act. This is how we're supposed to mentor each other. 
This is what we're supposed to do to encourage each other. Um, hey, Jackie, good morning. Um, we need to make sure that um, when we're respecting our elders, that there's not a bur- it's not a burden to them to have conversations with you because you only want to do what um, you think is right. You just want to see if what another person says fits into that. We've had people come and ask for advice, and they really don't want our advice. They want, they want to hear something that agrees with them. Um, and that's not getting advice. That's just getting confirmation for whatever you think you want to do, you'll just do it. Um, that's not what it's all about, of course. We need to, if you're honoring someone, then you're not wasting their time. That's something that's very important. If you're asking someone for help and asking for advice, you should be listening to them, giving them the proper time, giving them the appropriate attention, and making sure that you're listening to their advice. And, and many of us need to practice this and make sure that it's being done in the right way. Um, we're learning a lot about human behavior in this particular uh, Sunday school session. Uh, human behavior is is what we were talking about here. And this uh, was something that was even discussed in my communications classes back at the University of Akron. We would even talk about human behavior and communication. Um, we need to make sure that we're honoring people. I mean, that's what it comes down to. Um, it's going to go well for you. You'll live a long life on the earth. And that just doesn't apply to honoring your father or mother, but it applies to everybody. How you treat, if you're honoring your father and mother, but you're mistreating other people, what is that doing? And where is that going? And why do you feel you have the need to do that? Are you really honoring your father and mother by doing those things? Not really. Um, we need to understand what that really means. It goes beyond just the interpersonal communication between your parents, but it also goes by honoring Jesus Christ. That's where it all is rooted in. Now, let's get back real quick to this thing about fathers provoke, not provoking their children to anger. Um, I would say that a lot of parents back in the day didn't get this right. Um, I think that ultimately it was something that uh, had to be done in the right way, um, and parents had to learn lessons from all of this. Um, we all have to learn lessons. There are things that we have to learn over time that are very important, and we don't want to exasperate the kids. We don't want to provoke them to anger. We don't want to discourage them. Uh, turn your Bibles uh, real quick. Hold your finger in Ephesians and take a look at uh, Colossians 3.21, because this is something that um, I was very mindful of when I was raising my children. And I, like many of us, we sometimes learn something from when we were raised by our own parents as far how to be different. Not because they did it completely wrong, but they just didn't do it in the right way. And I think that's the best way to put it. Um, we, um, it says in verse 21 of Colossians 3, Fathers, do not provoke your children lest they become discouraged. Now, this is mentioned in a separate area. You don't want to be such a father with such a heavy hand, um, not necessarily a heavy hand as far as spanking is concerned, but just a heavy hand in your language, in your conversation, the way you say things, interaction. the interaction itself. You, you understand that the spanking may be forgotten, but the interaction between a parent and a child, um, where it's really fierce, uh, can be very damaging. It can be very, uh, over time, that's not healthy. That's not a healthy relationship. Um, and I say that with all due respect for um, those grandparents who had raised their children and they thought they were doing it the right way. Um, yeah, I get it. Spare the rod and spoil the child. We we understand that. I'm not saying that uh, spanking is not necessarily, uh, it, it's not a, it's something you should be doing, uh, honestly, to correct your children. Uh, but there's a way to spank, and we, we won't get into all that. We understand what that means. Um, I spanked my kids, and uh, they needed it on occasion, and it seemed to do the trick because what they need to do is honor the parent in the household and make sure that uh, they're following that parent's advice because they're being – and we have to remind the children as we talk to them that what we're saying to them is for, for their own good. It's not something to harm them or hurt them. It's to help them. So all this has to, communication has to be taking place as you're – uh, having this communication with your children. Uh, we don't want, we know that being a parent is not easy. Amen and amen. It takes a lot of patience. Um, it takes a lot of sometimes just looking away. 
<laughs> looking away. Um, uh, it, the kids aren't doing anything that's totally disruptive, and sometimes you just want to go to another room. Uh, there was an old commercial, Calgon, take me away. Take me away. Yes, um, because you just want to get uh, some peace and quiet, and you don't want to have to uh, deal with those issues. But we need to understand that we need to still honor Christ in our raising our children, for those of us who still have children. Honor Christ. And we're grandchildren. Uh, we need to make sure that we're honoring Christ in how we do that. Um, we can't get frustrated and we can't get angry and take it out on our kids. Amen. Uh, that is really what it comes down to. Fathers would do that. They would get frustrated and angry and take it out on their kids. And then the discipline becomes something much more than that. And it's not about getting out your frustrations on your child. It's about, yeah, because that is abuse. And, and I avoided using that word up until now, but that's, but it is abuse. If you're taking out your frustrations on your child, uh, because you don't like what happened at your job or what you or something was going on that you shouldn't have been doing. Uh, that is not the way to go. So we need to make sure that we're drawing those lines and making those conclusions in the right way. And that's something that, honestly, if you're in a situation like that, like that right now, you need to per- repent and take that matter to God. God is the one who is the fixer and the healer uh, in relationships. He is the relationship builder. We need to go back and look at how we can certainly still be parents and discipline, but do so in love, do so in kindness, treating your children as Jesus treats the people that he loves. So the consistency needs to be there within the Christian household to make sure that we're doing those very things. Um, It's very important for the child's development. It's very important for them to understand what Christ is like. Don't raise your children in such a way where they have a negative view of God because they see God as a punishing God. Now, you've got to understand something. That doesn't just come from nowhere. That comes from an, an assessment that a, someone has made that the God that we serve is a God of punishment. And we have to understand that there, there is understanding needs to take place in Scripture and that person needs to be taught. But... Whenever you have a negative view of God, remember, you have to understand something. The parent, the father, is the male authority in the household. And we have been given that God is the authority over all of us. And he's usually spoken, of of course, in a masculine tone, a masculine term, because he is male. um, And we need to understand that. But we don't want to convey a negative view for our children um, as they have grown up now into adults, we need to do everything we can to make sure when it says uh, about honoring your, your children, having respect for them, teach the children. Teach the children and teach them well. Uh, the, your, their education starts in the home. You don't leave it up to the schools to do it for you. Amen? You teach the children um, what's most important in the home. And that's the way it always should be. Um, Don't take out your frustration or anger on them. Love them. Now let's get to an important part here while we have time remaining. Down to verse 5 because um, we need to make sure we're taking this. I'm going to read all the way through to to the end once again and just come back over those verses. So go back to Ephesians 6 and we'll start with verse 5 and let's pick it up from here. Slaves, obey your earthly masters with deep respect and fear. Now there's another relationship that we're getting into. Serve them sincerely as you would serve Christ. Try to please them all the time, not just when they are watching you. As slaves of Christ, do the will of God with all your heart. Work with enthusiasm as though you were working for the Lord rather than for people. Remember that the Lord will reward each one of us for the good we do, whether we are slaves or free. Masters, treat your slaves in the same way. Don't threaten them. Remember, you both have the same master in heaven, and he has no favorites. Okay, let's get back to the time that this was written in, because that's important in context. And we also need to look at reality, uh, because that's what Paul is addressing here. Slaves played a significant part in this society. We know that because they were in Rome, and they they had structures and statuses there. Um, they were in the Roman Empire, within the empire, and they were also in, in areas around there where a lot of people followed what the Romans did. 
and they had slaves. A lot of people who had slaves, and they had masters uh, who had the slaves. There were several million slaves in the Roman Empire at this time. Several million. So we're talking about a large group of people who were essentially uh, working for someone else. That's what they were doing. Uh, and they were doing so in such a way where they were servants. Um, it wasn't necessarily work with pay. It was just work where they would earn their food or whatever it was that they had. Um, but let's move on from there. Because many slaves and owners had become Christians. Now we have to understand there was a change that took place. Many of them had become Christians. That would include those people within the churches that Paul um, and uh, Timothy were speaking to. Um, here he's speaking to the Ephesians about it. So Christians had to deal straightforwardly with the question of master-slave relations. What kind of relationship was a Christian to have in a master-slave relationship? Uh, a very good question, because Christ is telling us to honor and respect one another. So what does that mean? It means that masters are to respect the slaves, and slaves are to respect the masters according to what Christ has taught. Now, in reality, do we know that those things don't take place? Of course we do. We've, we've certainly seen that, and we understand that, but that's not the point. It doesn't change one bit what the actual behavior was that Christ was telling people to have. Now, Paul, in making the statement to the church, did not either condemn nor condone slavery. That wasn't the point or the issue here. The reality was is that they had several million slaves living there right now, which meant they had several million masters living in that way as well. And we need to understand that they had to do something about how they were treating each other. So Christ is teaching and telling masters and slaves how to live together in Christian households, how to get along with each other in a Christian household. In Paul's day, uh, women, children, and slaves had few rights. Remember, women weren't even mentioned. They were put to the side. So there were very few rights that these individuals had. But in the church, Christ was teaching something different. Each one of those people had rights. They were to be respected, and they were be, to be treasured as people. So Paul is telling the husbands, the parents, the masters of all those individuals, all the males the ones who were in charge, to be loving and caring of each other and making sure of that. So that's a radical teaching by any stretch. There's no other way to look at it. It's a radical teaching. But that's exactly what Christ wants us to do. Because what we're doing here is we're saying that love and peace should be at the forefront of every relationship. Honoring the other person should be at the forefront. Let's go a little further into this. Down to verse 6. Begin. Try to please them all the time, not just when they are watching you. Hoo-hoo. Now, this particular section of this passage can be applied now to the work that you do. The work that you do for the per people that you work for. Because you're working for a wage. You're being paid to do a job. And you're being paid to do that job according to what you contract to do with them. And that's what it is. So we've often tried to pull the slave-master relationship into work, and I don't think that's necessarily accurate uh, at all anymore. I've, I, I may have even done it before, but the more you think about this, you're working as a free agent. Uh, you're working for a company, and you are contracting to do a service. But, but now you need to understand something, that if your expectation is there for you to do the job, you need to, you do, to do the job, you need to do it. And you need to do it in such a way where you're doing it to honor the Lord Jesus Christ. You're doing it to the best of your ability. You're putting your best time into it. You're not, uh, you know, when you, write, when you write an email or when you communicate with someone, you go back over that letter, you look at it two, three, four times, you make sure it's correct because you're doing it the right way. You're not just firing off anything or something dumb. Uh, it's a testimony. Thank you. It is a testimony that you're making before other people. And that's what we need to concert, consider and understand here. So you do the job um, and treat Christian employers are supposed to treat employees fairly and with respect, and they should. Uh, I, don't, I, I think it's sad sometimes some of the worst relationships that I've had with some people were people who profess to be Christians. Um, leave that where it is. 
uh, because we all have learning to do. Uh, there, we we sometimes are. It shouldn't be that way. But we're treated better by somebody in the world than we are treated by who someone who is a Christian. But we need to understand something. Satan wants all believers to be tripped up, and he will go out of his way to do that. He doesn't worry about the world. The world does what the world does. So we need to understand that we need to take the lead in our way of respecting others, in, even when we are not being treated fairly, even when we're not being treated the right way. We need to make sure that we're still doing what we can to respect the other individual. And let's face it, um, it's not easy for everybody to just quit a job and go somewhere else because you don't feel like you're being treated fairly. That, that may not be possible. So you may have to do what you can to uh, work with the individual and pray for them. Uh, use the same methods of um, response. When you're praying for your, your workers, your co-workers, the people that you work with, your bosses, the CEO, have you prayed for those bosses? Because they need prayer. Um, if When they go, you go. <laughs> we need to understand that. That's, it's not something that uh, we want them to be successful in what they're doing. Have you prayed for the people that you work with? and work for, um, and have you prayed to make sure that you're doing everything you can to honor them by doing the best possible work you can do. I've, I've just gotten done writing reviews for uh, team members uh, for work that are to be turned in tomorrow. And everybody really had a hard time this year at work with all of the uh, issues that came up in dealing with tenants who couldn't pay their rent and, and having to work with them and, and do those things. And, and they did a phenomenal job. It was under very stressful and trying circumstances. And so we need to honor even those people who are work, uh, who report to us uh, and make sure that they know that they are greatly appreciated for what they do. And that's whether they're believers or not. We pray for everyone to come into a saving knowledge of Jesus Christ, but you still honor those people and respect them. Treat them the way you would want to be treated. Where have we heard that before? Amen. All right, and we're running a little long, so I'm going to finish, uh, finish up here. Verse 9, masters treat your slaves in the same way. Don't threaten them, but remember you both have the same master in heaven, and he has no favorites. We always need to remember if we want to have unity in Christ, we need to make sure that we're honoring everyone and treating everyone with respect. And the master-slave relationship was being emphasized here in this particular passage in verse 9. We might be at different levels in society, in an earthly society, but we're in equal levels before God. We are all equal before God. There's no distinction um, uh, between persons when God looks at us. So whether you're the CEO of a company or whether you're in the mailroom, you have equal status before God. That is the way God sees us, and we need to make sure that we are paying attention to how he sees us and not how um, we think we should do things. Um, we need to make sure that we are very, very careful to have reverence and respect for every single human being. Every single human being. Even the worst amongst us need to be respected. Uh, the ones who are in jail, the ones who are incarcerated, the ones who don't know God, we need to still honor them as human beings. We don't dismiss them. We don't like what they're saying or doing. We don't like what they're doing. We don't like what they've been into. But there's a difference between obeying them or listening to them and honoring them. And we need to give honor to everyone because every single person that we come into contact with is a child of God. That person was created by God. That person is here for a reason and a purpose. We don't always understand what those reasons are, but sometimes we are challenged I think, told my wife this yesterday, there will always be the poor among us. And some of them are poor because they did stuff to themselves. And so we need to honor those individuals. And we need to make sure that we're remembering those individuals because just because they are hungry doesn't mean they should starve to death. They need to be shown the love of God and shown that people care about them in spite of themselves. Uh, God wants them saved. Exactly. God wants these people saved. He wants these people to come to a saving knowledge of Jesus Christ. The things that he puts before people are supposed to draw them nearer to him um, if they're really going in that direction. It's up to the person, though, to listen to what the Spirit is saying. The Spirit can, they can choose to ignore the Spirit. 
But God has not stopped his mission to bring every single living person to a saving knowledge of Jesus Christ. And ultimately it comes down to people accepting them and not rejecting him. Because understand something, God doesn't send anyone to hell. He doesn't send anyone to hell. People go to hell voluntarily. So we need to understand that they choose to go that direction because they reject the Father. We um, have run out of time. I want to make sure that I cover this one more thing here and we'll pray. God doesn't play favorites. God does not play favorites. Um, We've seen that over and over again in Scripture. No one is more important than anyone else. So Paul wrote this letter to Philemon um, in Philemon, uh, stresses the same point when he was referring to Philemon, who was a master, and Onesimus, who was a slave. There was a relationship that was referenced in the book of Philemon about Philemon's relationship with Onesimus. And they were still brothers in Christ. They both were believers, and they both believed in the Lord Jesus Christ. And so Paul made sure to emphasize to Philemon and make sure that he treated Onesimus in the respectful and proper way as a brother in Christ. So this is important for us to see. I told you this section here was jam-packed with really, really good information. And there's a lot to go back over here. Uh, If you have a chance to sit back and look at this passage again and just think about those very things about honoring your Father and mother, making sure that you don't provoke your children. All slaves obey your earthly masters with respect and fear. There's so much here to get into. But we're remembering that we're all one in Christ. That's that unity that we must continue to uh, emphasize and stress uh, in our households and in our relationships with our uh, elderly parents, our relationships with our children, our grandchildren. We need to show the love of Christ to everyone. Uh, no matter what. Amen? Let's pray. Father, we just thank you. Lord, you have just been amazing in how you've conveyed to us your truths today and how you've even reminded us of things that we've been through uh, as we were raised. And sometimes those things were very good and sometimes those things were forgettable. But Lord, you're the one who smooths out the bumps in our lives. You're the one who gives us complete understanding of what happened. And while we understand our parents weren't perfect, and we understand that we're not perfect, but you you indeed are the only one who is perfect in our lives. You teach us, you nurture us, you guide us, you push us forward and help us to be able to deal with the things of the past and knowing that you still love us and care for us which is what's most important. And we convey that love and respect to others. We thank you for your teaching. We thank you for how you've molded us and shaped us all through the years. We thank you for helping us to now help others. You're the one who is the potter. We are the clay. We thank you for giving us wisdom to impart to others based upon our own experiences, based upon what you've taught us. Lord, we just thank you. Help us to move forward with this understanding. Help us to live in such a way where we truly are loving and honoring you in all of our interactions with everyone we come in contact with. And we just want to give you nothing but the praise and honor and the glory. In your name, amen. Well, I hope you got a lot out of that. I sure did. I was having my own therapy session myself. as we were going through this lesson, and I trust that that's what you were doing as well, too. Um, A brief reminder, please uh, stay tuned to the timeline for the recorded message that's ready to go right now. should be online. Uh, Pastor Gus's message, uh, it's not not why but who. Just log off. When you log off of here, just scroll in the timeline and look for Gus's message. It'll be there for you. And please listen to it. It's a great, great message. Um, it's something that needs to be paid attention to as well, too. Uh, more dealing with today and what the way we're living, uh, what we're living and dealing with, but we need to make sure that we're not asking the wrong questions but asking the right ones and taking them directly to who needs to hear those things. God bless you all. Happy New Year. Amen. 
this is the first Sunday of the new year, and we're looking forward to having a great year with you. Um, and I trust that you will uh, uh, do the same with others as well, too, to make that a good new year for them as well. God bless you all. We'll see you soon. Take care of yourself. We'll catch up with you next time.